I'm here to help coach and support managers. Conversations where people have been diagnosed with depression and we then talk through the manager like this is the steps you need to take, this is how we can help the person. You can't get that so easily with off-the-shelf products as much. Also, I'm here as a face that can build relationship and trust, and that's the key thing about my role. I need trust with employees because they don't trust you, they won't come to you, and then your role's not as useful. I'm here to support the employees, not just the managers, but everybody. Hi, I'm Somaya, the CEO and co-founder of Geeks. Today, I'm chatting to Aaron, a business psychologist who has recently joined us as our geek maker. At Geeks, we have always cared about the growth of our people, but the challenges of the pandemic and lockdown meant we had to make a strategic change to help the team. That's why Aaron was invited to join us. The tech industry has pioneered a lot of initiatives around employee experience, but I believe there are SMEs in all industries who have what it takes to lead the way in improving mental health at work. And I'm hoping this podcast and the lessons we have learned in our journey gives those forward-thinking SMEs some ideas. Hi, Erin. Hey, how are you doing? How are you? (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. So today we want to talk about your role as a geek maker uh, yeah. and talk about why we decided to bring you on board at Geeks and how you're having an impact already and, yeah. and what's the vision and, <laughs> and the reason we think that having someone like you is a huge impact for SMEs, especially if they are scale-up SMEs mm. and an ambitious for growth. Do you want to do, uh, yeah. do an introduction? So, yeah, no, so yeah, my name is Aaron Percival, geek maker here, uh, background's occupational psychology or Europeans tend to call it industrial psychology or business psychology, but yeah, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. My focus here is talent management, but organizational occupational psychologists, people, we do a lot of different work. Like we work in recruitment stuff, we work in change management stuff we work in human factors user experience user design so lots of stuff that overlaps but my focus here is the talent management making sure our geeks are turning into geeks that align to our values so yeah i think that we've got a lot of impact for scaling up and smes in general uh, occupational psychologists uh, business psychologists whatever you want to call us we have a lot of influence over these areas because we understand people in a range of contexts but we're also good with data so we can back it up evaluate things, find out the right things. So it's backed up by evidence, not just this is the flavour of the month with management theory or whatever. And in your experience, were you surprised when we approached and wanted to bring you to the team? Were you, were you surprised by the size of the company or the nature, like thinking that why these guys want to have Yeah, no, I definitely was, yeah. I was surprised by a few factors. Uh, the technology aspect, um, the technology industry. Uh, I hadn't seen lots of like, industrial business psychologists in but I think it was a really great opportunity because that's going to be one of the biggest sectors going forward so I feel like I've got in really early into this industry I think the tech sector could use psychologists more got a range of stuff that we could really help out with Um, I think the period of growth that we're going through in terms of not just our clients but also internally the sort of explosive growth we've gone through um, I was like wow bringing me in now is a challenge in some ways but I can see the need for it because we are expanding quite rapidly, which means we need to get all these new people, like myself included, aligned to the way of doing things without losing what's made geeks so good before. So, yeah, a few surprises, but positive ones and uh, nice ones. 
And you joined us about, what, two, three months ago? Yeah. Um, so we had this idea of bringing someone from psychology background to be part of the team because always culture has been a big element yeah, um, of Geek's DNA. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so we always saw that as a positive thing, but we outsourced it for a while mm. and, and we tend to have different employee engagement programs yeah, and things like yeah. that. But then when the pandemic happened, I started seeing some challenges. And when I talked to my business peers and colleagues, and I could see that's a pattern. Mm. So that that's why we started to take it more seriously, mm. like looking into bringing someone specific for this role. Looking back and seeing some of the long-term impact of the pandemic that we are anticipating in the industry, easing people back to the offices, mm-hmm. easing people yeah, back to thing, the yeah. new ways of work, like the yes. hybrid ways of work, the challenges of it. How do they interact? How do they get to know the people they haven't met face-to-face mm, yeah. and they have joined the company and then yeah. it's been like, what, three months and they haven't had a face-to-face yet. So how do we overcome those challenges? Um so that has become like more and more has become a, a big, yeah. a big part I think loads of, our of people strategy. are, yeah, and I think all industries are facing that. You can see in the city at the moment, the stories are about which companies are all back to the office, which ones are only working from home, which ones are a mixed model. No one really knows what's going to be best just yet. Mm. And I think it's good to have a psychologist there because I can monitor it in the context of our business and say, well, okay, it might be good for Facebook to have everyone work from home, but we're not them. Like we do things differently, got different values and cultures actually, is the model better a hybrid or is it better everyone in the office? Or I'll be there to help with the measurement of that and say, the data's saying this. The engagement's an interesting one as well. Engagement's a topic that everyone knows what it is. It's like vigorously happy, almost like being passionate, being engaged, uh, being uh, absorbed. Having a purpose. Having a purpose, (laughs) purpose absorbed in the work, sort of stuff like this. But actually, behaviourally, it looks very different from company to company. the, The show of expression, geeks, would be very different to somewhere else. And I have to translate that going, okay, what's the behavior look like for geeks? Not necessarily what it looks like for Facebook or for whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, going back to that sort of model of changing over stuff, like it might work for one, but does it work for us? And that's what psychologists should be able to do, contextualize data and find it and evaluate it. Yeah. I always have been a very massive fan of implementing practical mm. changes. So another reason we thought about bringing you on board was the change in generation of workers and when we are in tech we get hit by that first wave of the generation because tech is something that people pick up as a career normally you have like a lot of young people entering the industry if you think about it's not an old industry there's not there actually isn't people old enough to be in an old industry exactly so i'm talking about our wonderful Gen Z, Gen Zs, and their and their needs, and and when I think about it, I feel so much pressure as an employer. Mm. How can we help these young generation to ease into work when they have not got the right life skills? Yeah, and at no fault of their own, they are a social media. Yeah, yeah. Generation, well, yeah, they've they always have, had it in their life. Yeah, yeah. They have a struggles that. We never had, yeah. like the millennials had a lot of social interactions where where these guys don't have mm-hmm. it necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you, mom, I'm stepping into no, your No, no, keep your going, keep going, this is good to know. <laughs> um, it's, they have a lot of specific challenges to them. So when I think about them and we have people in the company who are in their early 20s, mm. they are in their 18, 19 years yeah. old even, 
And that terrifies me <laughs> of how can we help them to learn the life skills needed in to interact with people, into work with different people mm. of different generations yeah. and, and cope with the pressure of yeah. having a sophisticated career, mm. which what tech is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what do you think? How do you think you're, you're helping us? Uh, no pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> There's definitely a challenge, like you can see it, but there's so much more social media stuff. So what's the positive? They're so quick to get tech stuff in the sense of using it as a user. They can pick up anything we put in front of them digitally quite easily. That's the positive of that generation. They just pick things up and go, I can bootstrap my knowledge of that to this. and It works really well. The social thing definitely is different. I think we've had some conversations on this around how we socialize and how we grew up and talking and stuff. And then now it's, the common shared things about what is on social media. A lot of conversations at lunchtime are my Twitter threads, what I saw on Instagram, the latest TikTok things. And it's like, wow, whereas we'd connect probably over something totally different, maybe like what was on TV or the big news events and stuff. But helping them ease in is interesting. The thing with tech, it is fast-paced. And you get feedback, not just from your managers, but from clients, from the work so quickly, it can be overwhelming at times. But I think it's trying to get them used to processing all that information. I think that's definitely a thing I've seen with the Gen Z is trying to help them categorize information to chunk it into easy, manageable focuses. Focus. Focus. Yeah, focuses. That's good. Yeah, focuses so that then they can deal with it better rather than being overwhelmed. Because mm. the, the dark side of tech is one sense is that it can overwhelm us. There's so much of it in our lives. It's hard to detach sometimes, hard to disconnect. These are the dark sides of it. But the positive stuff is that well, if it's a good slave, you can put it in its box where it needs to be and you can have a great life. You can have an enhanced life. And I think that's the learning curve going with the generators because they don't have that almost organisational skill from life experience, from doing these things. So I'm definitely helping them process information. I think that's probably the best thing. I'm helping them process. Yeah, yeah. We talked about some of the softer skill trainings that mm-hmm. you're specifically designing within the context of geeks. Yeah. There are lots of stuff out there that are packaged. And yeah. And it's not contextualized. They yeah, yeah it's they not don't necessarily work for us because it's not contextualized. So, how do you see that impacting the way gigs works? Yeah, I think this is a clear impact area for us, like for my role especially. Going back to that point of view of not having much experience of talking across things, we have varied functions, varied teams, and what tech's doing is bringing that together more easily. Traditionally, like you'd work in your silos, that team would do that, that team would do that, and they'd only meet really at the managerial level. But tech allows us to interact loads across each other. The soft skill stuff comes from not so much the chance or opportunity to interact, but it's actually how you do it qualitatively, how you do it behaviourally, like how are they talking to one another, how are they responding to one another, how are they sometimes not taking things too personally from some straightforward feedbacks. And that's where the soft skill comes from. Separating out what's professional from personal a little bit, but also how do you communicate effectively with someone who's quite a different personality to you? Like, and how do you respond to them and how do you understand them? I think that's definitely a key thing. So the soft skills will focus on those things, like understanding and collaborating. I think that's super important in our world because of the level of sophistication mm, yeah, involved sure. in yeah. in producing technology and producing software. If people can't communicate and understand each other, especially if they are from different generations. Yeah. And, we've, and we've got very different cultures as well here. Like, yeah. This great thing about us, like we are very diverse. That La- means- last time I checked, we are like... 
from 30 different countries. 30, I didn't know we were 30. That's, that's higher than I thought. Because they're very different cultures. Yeah. Like, you know, we're pretty much all around the globe, so very different ways. Yeah, exactly. And part of what we're doing with our innovation and mm. the tools and technologies that we create, we try to make the communication of building a software more universal yeah. so it yeah. doesn't matter which culture you're coming from you could can, you could speak the same language yeah. of geeks yes yeah, when yeah. you're communicating about the tech but definitely like having that kind of teamwork understanding and mm-hmm. team bonding if people don't have that common understanding then, of yeah. each other's culture and i think that's, that's where most of the focus is now on that skills training because the technology has enabled us to work more collaboratively in terms of opportunity to do it, ability to do it quite easily. It now makes the softer people skills things even more important because that's the last thing to change. Like that's tough. So, mm-hmm. so connecting it to mental health a bit mm-hmm. because luckily that has become a topic of you know. Yeah. I think that might be a Gen, Gen Z thing because they take that more seriously. Whereas probably you and me, it wasn't so much spoke about. Yeah. 20 years ago like we're always like middle-aged <laughs> in this company that freaks me out like I'm like yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah yeah so in terms of mental health and then bring it back to something practical yeah how much do you think having someone because I'm if you haven't noticed I'm promoting other SMEs to bring yeah, people like you do, to yeah, their definitely. businesses so what do you think the impact you can make mm. or someone like you in a company yeah. who who wants to do some practical real work around mental health as opposed to trying to what I call the easy way of doing like Office. signing up yeah signing up so taking like, like self product yeah, or something how much more it is impactful when you have someone who understands the mm. company that well and is part of the company to be able to implement yeah. mental health initiatives well I think again it helps contextualize what we're talking so a lot of mental health stuff it's really good that it's become more of a high profile subject totally right um the information given generally is obviously quite broad brush because they're trying to get to a mass audience again it goes back to my function i have to contextualize that and translate that and one of my roles is translating the broad academic work or understanding of this topic and then saying okay how does that work with geeks and that's one element of what the role of the internal psychologist role does for smes it translates it to make it usable in a really practical way so for us, that's been how do I influence our processes and policies or will be to make it a geek's way of doing it um, while taking note of all the things you need in place. Practically, it also means that I'm here to help coach and support managers. You can kind of get that with some telephone services and stuff, but managers always like, I'd rather talk to someone like practically about how do I help this person who's returning to work. Conversations where people have they've been diagnosed with depression and we then talk through the manager, like, this is the steps you need to take. Like, this is how we can help the person. You can't get that so easily with off-the-shelf products as much. And then also, I'm here as a face that can build relationship and trust. And that's the key thing about my role. I need trust with the employees because if they don't trust you, they won't come to you. And then your role's not as useful. Like, we've got some mental health first aiders in place here. Uh, but I'm here to then maybe coordinate some of those things in these people to support the employees, not just the managers, mm-hmm. but everybody. So... It really is translating to practical stuff. We're going to be doing stuff going forward in like where we focus on that topic and do internal programs on it. Again, specialised, contextualised information for us. Like being in tech industry, we pioneer a lot of new things yeah, like yeah. having game rooms in the office, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. now part of a lot of other industries. Yeah. So we pioneer a lot of those initiatives, mm. but I'm trying to promote to my 
peers mm. that no matter what industry, this is a great initiative yeah, to, yeah. to do in your company. Bring someone who knows this and they can help the company. Yeah. So what difference do you see? So my previous interest is more heavy engineering, linked with military at times, but power stations as well. So almost traditional industries uh, mm. compared to tech. It's interesting, Tech's pioneered the idea of the enriched environment. So like having that games room, having an environment that people want to be in. These traditional environments don't. A lot of times they're loud, they're pretty dirty and messy a lot of times. The the working conditions are better than they were like back in the early 1900s and they've changed a lot thanks to what's been happening. But they're not enriched environments, which is what the tech industry did. And from a psychological perspective, we understand what an enriched environment gives you. So I would be going back to my old company and talking about enriched environment, but I wouldn't be talking about here so much because it's what's done. What I'd be talking with them there more about is building trust and having dialogue. This is what we're quite good with tech. We're quite good at dialogue because we use the tech to enable dialogue quite easily. Like we can get on teams. Like we're quite used to using these things. Whereas traditional industries... I remember when Microsoft Teams and Skype came out to my companies and it was the biggest change and no one liked it because they're like, I don't like the way it works. I want to be able to see the person. And then eventually they realized how much better it was because it allowed for more interaction. It wasn't that it reduced the quality. Some people sort of said that, but it enabled more of it. Whereas previously, you'd have to wait like a week for a meeting for diaries to align. You'd have to wait for the person not to be off ill or work or whatever. And so I'd be talking with them more about using technology to enable interaction more and enriched environment stuff. Tech's going more now to like having some clear processes, clarity of who to go to, um, having psychological safety in the work environment. I probably wouldn't even start some of that psychological safety stuff in previous traditional companies because they've got so much technological work to do or environmental work. That's kind of like the psychologist works on the environment and it also works on the individual and the teams. So I think we've got to build more of the stuff around individuals and teams, whereas the traditional environment's got to do more on their environment. And I I see it very interesting um, in terms of the the type of initiatives of work that you're doing together that I didn't even think about when we were doing your job spec and responsibilities (laughs) and and those kind of things. One of them, which was really interesting and came about very naturally, was when we were doing some reshuffling of the desks in the office because we normally thought about aesthetics is it going to look nice this way but then we 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 thought let's get Aaron involved let's let's look at what kind of arrangement would help people to interact better and and, and so I see a lot of those kind of opportunities that you don't normally even think about when you don't have that kind of a skill set within the thing no I think it's like the 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 people factor like it's almost like a change management thing isn't it like you're changing the environment and you do it from a more efficiency basis So, so the psychologist comes in and says well, you've got an opportunity here. It's an opportunity, as you say, to improve team dynamic, improve interaction, build those social skills by structuring the environment. And also when we talked about like putting teams together, because we work on different projects, so each project has their own teams, and we started to talk about, well, Aaron now gets to know everybody, so he could highlight what the challenges of each team and what yeah. opportunities of each team is going to be. And if the project team be anticipate to have some challenges yeah. then he could help yeah, with some definitely. specific training yeah. for, for, for them the, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to help them so no, i think there's a lot of as you said contextualizing their work and creating opportunities yeah. out of it yeah team dynamic one's an interesting one the projects like how can we now not just put together a team that has skills but 
the skills and the right behaviours and personalities to mix. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good one. So I feel like we do have a huge opportunity to include behaviour, especially us because we are a service business. We are a um, sophisticated intellectual type of services we provide. So people have always been like a key factor. Now we have a huge opportunity to massage that factor yeah. more yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and utilise it more and include it more. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Is there anything that you didn't think that would be here? That is. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of things. I mean, just having a games room was very fascinating. I don't think I expected how much value is placed on in the hiring process on the values approach. Like Obviously, we select for competence and ability and you know that gets through quite quickly almost like we can sift out that fairly quickly and then ultimately a lot of the time it's like are you going to fit with us here it really has a massive impact because it is such a big factor and for me as a psychologist it makes my ground easier to work with because the people are so suited like if you look at the business analyst team quite a few of them are sort of new but they are phenomenal as a team like they seem to gel well they seem to get on well not just internally with the other areas they need to. And it shows you how clearly when you get the right people in the right role, how much impact it has across the area. And yeah, that's a positive one. I'm not just sure going to keep that in, but they're yeah. a very good team to show that. And I think I'm surprised I'm surprised at that being here. Really am. I want us to be better in being able to assess people mm-hmm. in, in different areas, including the culture, including yeah. the softer skills in a more objective way. Yeah. Because my views on hiring people is every wrong person you hire, you're taking the opportunity away from someone who away yeah, from yeah, yeah. someone else that could be here and could thrive. Yeah. And how can we minimize that and, and make sure we, we give this opportunity to people yeah. who are gonna be like actually thriving. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I think there is so much so much okay. more work to, to be done. There we go. More opportunity. <laughs> and with no again, no pressure, what's your biggest goal? Your next biggest goal. My next biggest goal. I mean, the engagement piece is quite a big thing for me at the moment. The definition of it is almost quite simple. Like, I can help define that and contextualise that. It's then what do we do with it? How do we then make changes based on whatever the data is? The data's not come in quite yet, so it'd be interesting to see. But I think that would be my big thing. Like, okay, how do you make the employee experience so good? Yeah, just to elaborate on that, the engagement piece you're talking about, the survey we run every Six, six months, months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then to assess different aspects of employee engagement with the company from their understanding of what we do yeah yeah <laughs> what what is the company about what is the role about yeah, yeah. throughout are they supported do they feel like they have the right yeah. tools right team around yeah. them throughout you yeah, know yeah. All, all different aspects and that has become yeah. your thing That's to, thing, to to find what we can do once mm. we have learned I think that and the appraisals is going to be my sort of thing. Like we're going back to the use of tech and stuff. Like we talk about the objectives almost at the recruitment phase, but then there is almost the making sure it's objective at the appraisal phase. Like you might call it performance management or learning. That's going to be a big project for us as well. And there's got an opportunity for us there. That's why we call you Geek Maker. That's Geek Maker. Because, this is uh, it. because our Geek Finder find them. And then you're, you're going to make sure they, they develop yeah, um, yeah. during their time here. Cool. Um, thank you so much. I no, think I think we should look back in like six months oh, that'd be or, good. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or a year time and look See at like it, the impact yeah, you've made. I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Set myself up now. Yeah, and, and we it's on record. 
<laughs> and we can we can share lessons learned with, yeah, that'd with, be great. The, with the industry because I think there is, as I said multiple times, there is huge, huge opportunity for mm. SMEs, especially growing, especially with the way the economy is yeah, bouncing yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a key role for any SME to add. Yeah, sounds good. Look Thanks. forward to it. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about Geeks, you can follow us on our social media or check our website on www.geeks.ltd.